Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Uh, look, dead is dead. Okay? Talk about that after this. All right, I just finished watching a video on YouTube from DM Bloodworth, and he the the title was "You are no you are no DM or GM if you fold on death." And I watched it the first because the first thing I thought was that's a kind of a clickbaity title because it's like what do you mean I'm not a GM I'm a G you know that kind of thing and I watched it and he makes perfect sense. When it t- time comes for a character to die, however they do it, they're dead. And I understand that reasoning. Now, how this comes about is another story. I do not deny character death. But at the same time, I do not encourage it. But it happens. Because, you know, that's the ultimate agency. And he says it's a game, there's winners and there's losers. You know, the whole joke is you can't win D&D, or they say, oh, did you win D&D? Well, yeah, you kind of win D&D. Every character wins if they're, they're not dead. And they lose if they're dead. And that's the winning and losing of the game. So, you know, I can understand certain player, you know, certain gamers out there like that, um, I often think, what if they had D&D rules for Monopoly? That would make it a very interesting game. Um, but the, I digress. Like if, if you're going through a dungeon and you know you find a trap and you avoid it, fine. If you don't avoid it, okay, I guess you're going to be dead. But as far as I'm concerned, I like to prolong that because... I like to, let me put it this way, something that's thrilling, okay? A lot of games are like, you know, seat of your pants thrillers, that kind of thing. And, you know, if you watch something like the Indiana Jones films and things like that, there's a lot of suspense in there. So suspense is what happens before whatever is going to happen happen. Hitchcock knew that. It's not the thing that happens. It's the thing that, it's what happens you know, up to up to that point, to kind of uh, paraphrase, misquote, whatever um, from the Maltese Falcon. Um, Sam Spade's talking to Casper Gutman, the the bad guy, and they're just having an intellectual discussion about how to go about him him getting Gutman getting the Blackbird and him getting paid and all this other stuff, and he says, "Well, you know." I got to keep you from killing me or you can't kill me. He says, well, there are other, the government says there are other things besides death and threat of death. But Sam Spade comes back and says, yeah, but none of them are good unless the threat of death is behind them. And that goes for role-playing games. That goes for most adventures. You've got to have some kind of, some kind of feeling that, you know, this could be my character's last day. This could be it. You know, and 
like like Bloodworth says, that's why they're stat rolls. That's why you have they have hit points and armor class. So that's why there are saves. And you know, it's to avoid dying or the slow trickle of hit points until you die. Now, a lot of players or newer players come from the current edition, and I can understand uh, their apprehension, but at the same time, they've got to understand this is a game with high stakes for the characters. It's got to be. I mean, you don't want, you know, it's it's not going to be, well, i got to convince this boardroom here of doing this one thing, otherwise... Uh, I'm going to lose my job or something like that. Yeah, right. No, this this is this is fantasy. This is an, these are different genres of themselves. You don't want to play your own your own uh, your own life in a game. You don't. You can you get enough of that from real life. So the stakes have got to be higher, and the stakes are there, and the players have got to understand that. Sometimes I think the NPCs understand it a lot better than the players, player characters. I've come, my characters have come in front of, they've, they've faced death many a time my play, as a player. I had a character recently die and was raised. You know, you don't think that's not going to, and I like to play it out because Lojack died in my Monday game. And he was resurrected. And it was not easy. I had to make some real, you know, good rolls. And I and even afterwards, Carlos, the GM, said, this happens again. Next time it's gonna be harder. Uh-huh. And since we're playing we're playing 5e Eberron, and apparently there's still the rule of every time you're raised, you lose a point of constitution, which I did. And I argue with him. I didn't see the point because of the way 5e is built. I mean, every other level I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a stat bump somewhere. I'm getting like two points to put somewhere. And what, you don't think next level, I'm just going to put that back right back into my con. Yeah, I am. So what's, I, I don't understand why this rule is still in the game, but that's I'm beside the point. But the point is, he died and came back, and I play him now as a little overcautious because he realizes he's in Ebron. In fact, we were in the city of Brass at the time. We got teleported there, and now we're getting ready. We're, we went back, and you know, now he's now he's pretty much the the sniper. He's the he's the he's the ranged guy. He will not. He will not wade into a fight unless he has to. Because the first, you know, he died, and the only reason he died is because he tried to Rambo in at one time. It's like, oh, this is this is dull. I'm just gonna go, you know, go go in guns blazing, and he ended up dying, and he has that little parapet of of uh, stability or whatever it is. Whatever happens, if I go down past zero hit points, it automatically stabilizes me. But that didn't work this time because the guy hit me for so much, it couldn't do it. And we're talking about 5e where you have the three death saves and stuff like that, but I still died. So, you know, players, new players have to understand this. It doesn't matter what kind of safety net there is in the game or the GM gives you. There is the threat of death. It may happen. 
And there are players out there, as Bloodworth was talking about, that don't handle it very well. In fact, he said he, he was quoting a Reddit, a Reddit uh, no, it was a, uh, a Twitter, um, X-Twit. And the, the, char- the, the player said, I don't do death. I put too much time in my character. And she walked away. And it's like, okay, keep walking. You know, I, I just, I, I cannot fathom. I don't know why, but I mean, I've been a player about as long as I've been. A, I've been a player longer than I've been a GM. So I understand the player's point of view, which is why I go a little easier on death, but the death is still there. If you guys screw up, it's going to happen. But I just can't fathom that kind of... Uh, I'm, I want to say I see their point, but at the same time, I'm thinking, well, you didn't have to put that much much work into your character. You know, people writing like a five-page backstory. or and Yeah, and I get it. They've been playing the character for a long time. And they've developed, they've developed. But the character, you know, characters have lives too. And their lives will end someday too. And, you know, somebody saying, I, my character can't die unless I want it to die. Uh, no, baloney. Uh, that ain't going to fly on my table. Look, I will give you every chance in the world to save your bacon. Every chance in the world. I mean, talking about failing forward or winning at a cost and things like that. And, and, and things like that. This doesn't happen as much in the OSR as it does in the current edition. But you still have people who do that. And it's like, I will give you every chance to stay alive. But if you, it's, it's up to you to keep your, your character alive. Your char- it's up to your character to stay alive. That's the whole thing I'm trying to say anyway. Anyway, I was just kind of, I was wanted to rant a little on that because he was making some valid points and, you know, people just, some players just don't get it. So you got to be a little hard on them, you know, anyway. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Spotify for Podcasters. Well, we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, you can give it to me at my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip chart, paypal.me slash Slash old man Grognar. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Loella and Gilbert Sars and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much. Other good podcasts is Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>